Welcome to Squared Circle Rewind, episode 23, where we are reviewing WCW Great American Bash 1989. But before we get into that, just a reminder to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, um, also to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Squared Circle Rewind Podcast, and uh, hit that notification bell, so anytime we drop an episode, it will you will be notified of it. Uh, this episode will be up within 24 hours. And That's correct. Let's get on. Let's get on with some WCW. <laughs> and this uh, pay-per-view is also dubbed called Glory Days from the Baltimore Arena in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, two rings when they do the opening credits. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. For the Triple Crown Battle Royal, which is our first match. And all combatants, well, are basically fighting before everyone even gets into the ring. So you're basically all walking into a ring to a slaughterhouse, so to speak. Um, the rules both confused and frustrated me very much. Um, why is this not an, just an ordinary battle royal? You no, know, I, I don't really like... Well, the rule is... You're eliminated. You're you all start off in one ring, and then you're eliminated into the second ring, and then everybody just keeps fighting again as they're eliminated in that ring, and then the last man standing in the second ring, which you're eliminated into, faces the winner of the first ring that they're eliminated from. Did I, did I explain that right? <laughs> kind of. Okay. Kind of. Uh, WCW, at this time, their gimmick matches are just ridiculous. Like, they're just... It's like throwing spaghetti at a wall and hoping something sticks. Like, <laughs> they, that's what this is. I think what happened with this match was they realized, oh, we have two rings set up for the later on... Main, the like, the main, War Games match. Main event. Yeah. We might as well use it. Yeah. And, okay. With. So, I'll, I'll run it down here. There's a $50,000 prize. And Ooh. the... The participants in it are Mike Rotunda, Kevin Sullivan, Bill Irwin, Brian Pillman, making his first appearance, Eddie Gilbert, Ranger Ross, Rick Steiner, Ron Simmons, making his first appearance, Scott Hall, making his first appearance, Scott Steiner. Scott Hall was in this? Yep. Yeah. Scott Steiner making his first appearance, or was he on the last one? He was on the last one. He was one. not in that match. Uh, yeah, he was. Scott Steiner wasn't in there? In the Battle Royale, I don't remember him being in there. I thought he was in there. I well, then I don't all know. being in there. Uh, Dr. Death, Steve Williams, Terry Gordy, Dan Spivey, and Sid Vicious. So the whole point of this was they did qualifications matches. Because Bunkhouse Stampede qualification matches, and that thing went over so great. Let's do it again in a, in a, in a, in a, in a less dumb format, but still pretty dumb. So like Ben said, they have two rings side by side, and you have to eliminate. Now, the one thing that Dave pointed out to me is you have to be eliminated over the side, like over the top rope on the side that is attached to the second ring. Yeah. If you're eliminated over the over the top rope and the other three sides, you can get back in the first ring. Like, how the hell does that make sense? So, guys, you know, uh, um, just, it's so just So in reality, chaos. if you're in that match, you want to stay as far away from that apron you can. I would roll under the bottom rope, ally the rock, go to commentary, and commentate until the end of it. That's what I would do. 
Five so how many people were in this match? 20? 14. 14. 14. So well, here's a solution. Why don't you have seven and seven in both rings, and then the last men standing in the two rings face each other after that? But that just sounds too simple. If it uh, makes sense, they don't do it. simplifying. So Sid Vicious wins in, in ring one yes. uh, after he just ducks and Brian Pillman flies over both ropes into the, into the he, second ring. He yep. eliminates himself. It's like, oh, okay, that's a great way to build your monster. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, have him not eliminate a guy. Me We're duck. Just, yeah, me duck. You you go fly. Did oh. you see um, the botched clothesline elimination in the second ring? I did. I think Dr. Death went to go clothesline Spivey. Oh. And Spivey just, like, leaned back a little bit, and Dr. Death just, like, flew and missed. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I now see why they call him Dangerous. Spivey because his wrestling is it's exactly dangerous. that. His power bombs dangerous. are brutal. Oh, that was a very dangerous spot that he did. Oh. It actually made me cringe a little bit. I mean, the match was bad. The cameras <laughs> were horrendous. all over the place. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't tell who was doing what to where and who and who and how. Like, you know what saved this for me? What saved this is that the WWE Network had like like footage. That was just like that was that was unusable, so they had to skip ahead. There was one point, like in the first ring, there was ten guys, and then they had to skip ahead, and there was only two guys left in the first ring. And I was like, "Oh, they saved me like five minutes of crap." Yep. <laughs> so thank you, WWE Network. There's a plug for you guys. Thank you. And so uh, let's let's go to uh, unless anybody so, else has anything. There's no notes in this match. Really. Dan Spivey well, no. wins in ring two. Yes. After he botches the Steve Williams uh, clothesline, he gets him out. Uh, and then both guys are supposed to face each other, and, and, really from, and from here it's a pin predicament. They they face one on one, and whoever pins gets the fifty thousand. Teddy Long comes out because uh, at this time Dan Spivey and Sid Vicious are part of the uh, skyscrapers tag team. Mm-hmm. They so, are the skyscrapers. Uh, yes, yeah, sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, Teddy Long comes out and says, "Nah, my guys aren't gonna fight. We're just gonna split the price," and then it takes off. And I'm like, I'm like, so what was the what was the point? What that? was the point of this? Why couldn't you like? I guess you're trying you had to months and months of leading up to this. If you're if you're gonna have if you're gonna have uh, like the monsters do this, have them go over strong as hell. Like don't don't have Sid Vicious duck so Brian Pillman eliminates himself. You know, book them strong. They didn't book them strong, and then they they're just like, oh, okay, you guys are big, so you guys both get it. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> I gave this match a big fat zero. 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 This was a dumb gimmick match. Unanimous they should never have done this. Unanimous zero. Never. What was? I mean, after they, the skyscrapers won, they, there was like this big glitch, and it just goes to Teddy Long in the back. I'm like, what? Yep. What is going? What? <laughs> because because they had like problems with the tapes or something in the network, so they they cut a bunch of stuff. Okay, which, now which I, was just, good for I just I just want to touch on this. Ted Turner now owns this company now, right? I believe so, at this point, yeah. It's produced by the Ted it's pu- Broadcasting Company. Yeah, this is me kind of slinging mud, but there is zero reason why little technical issues like this should be happening with anything associated with Ted Turner and Cable. Yeah, I guess. But it saved us five minutes of a bad battle royal. True. Yes, yes. Let's go on to the second match, True. Ben. Can you tell right. us what that is? Yes. Maybe, maybe it's better. And, uh, well, this is also where it gets, where you're kind of throwing your arms out in the side going, okay, we just saw all these people in this first match, and now they're having another match? Like, what? Anyways, 
We got Flying Brian Pillman versus Bill Irwin. And by the way, they Wild go, Bill. Do they Wild not Bill do they Irwin. not go back to the back to come back out? Because they got eliminated. Yep. So they yep. have to just stand in the gorilla position and wait. And wait. Pretty much. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I hope they got double payday for this. Yeah. Ugh. You know? Um my, you, guys, my, you guys go ahead. I'll... My first thought from this is Brian Pillman looks like he's got muscles on muscles. Yep. He was he was um, ahead of his time, I think. I never I never saw him at this time. The Brian Pillman I knew was in I the did. Heart Foundation. The loose cannon? The loose cannon. I where watched, he's wearing, I watched he's wearing the jean Brian. shorts and the t shirt. And then I see him the tidy tidy or it wasn't tidy whiteies, but in the brief <laughs> the the, the uh, wrestling trunks and he tiny is trunkies. tiny trunkies and he is put together and I'm like holy moly this guy looks like a star mm-hmm. uh, Bill Irwin eh, he's okay he's there he's there he's kind of a goon yeah. <laughs> which <laughs> there you go ding 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 um, spoiler alert <laughs> now my again with the this is the uh, if you're good in a in a fake sport and you make up rules. You should probably follow said rules. So Bill Irwin picks up Brian Pillman in in a slab position, goes over to the to the ropes which are hitting the second ring rope, so right on that side, and just throws him over into the second ring. Is that not a DQ? He just threw him over the top rope. Yeah, but it wasn't out to the floor. Is that is that the rule? Uh, or are you just trying to say that to be on WCW side? No, because no. that is ridiculous. That no, should that have been a DQ. He's still in the ring. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's stupid. I agree, but he's it made no sense to me. So I'm like, so this... is the match now in the second ring? Is wait, maybe Bill Irwin at this point is confused and he still thinks he's in the battle royal. This, he thought he won. This the match. kind of stuff with WCW <laughs> at this point infuriates me because. They have good talent, and they they just whoever puts these matches together is is just stupid. Oh, no! Oh. I will say though that Brian was bumping like a champion. Yes, he was. Yes, he was very good, and that was like with the first couple minutes of the match, and then I found it got really slow, and then there was three boring chants from the fans. That's how slow. Which kind of well. I didn't agree with them. I was like, I, this match I didn't is really boring. Agree, I didn't really agree with the boring part. Because, I mean, one thing I use to judge a match is it's got to keep me not wanting to want to do something else while I'm watching this. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to go get a cup of coffee. Oh, I'm going to make a sandwich or something like that. I mean, I watched the match from start to finish. I was actually I was pretty entertained by this match. I thought it was an okay match. Yeah, I did too. I like Bill Irwin too. The way he was uh, just trash talking Pillman. That's saying, all he has. Hey, fly at Brian. Go fly in this way. That's I, all he did. Brian did all the work. Yeah, well. Can I tell the finish now? Are you guys yeah. done complaining? No, at, I'm not complaining. At, I just at, I'm at complaining loving. about Dave complaining. Okay. What? So after Pillman gets <laughs> thrown over the top rope into the other ring, which should have been a DQ, he gets up on, on the he gets up on the top rope in the second ring. And jumps over and hits uh, Irwin with a crossbody to win. Awesome Are you saying spot. He's flying. He's flying, buddy. Oh, awesome spot. So that was great. Uh, good, Personified. Good flying finish, Brian. I said I. I gave this an okay. I gave it a point five. Yeah, I did. <clears throat> I gave it a point two five because Dave hates WCW. <laughs> Which you'll you'll learn. You'll learn if you 
listen to more of our uh, podcasts here. When it's WWF, suddenly he's consistent. like, he's like, oh, Coco Beware is like the next coming of Ricky Steamboat. <laughs> and I give him a one in every match. That's Dang. never happened. <laughs> Okay, let's go to the third match there, Ben. Before we go to the second match, I just want to say to finish off this match uh, we just reviewed, uh, God rest Pillman's soul. Yes. Uh, Next match is uh, the Dynamic Dudes versus the Skyscrapers. Okay. Here we go. Okay. So the dudes come out. (laughs) Okay. Literally from start to finish. I already know what you're going to say. And and they come out and... Frisbees. And and they got Frisbees. And that poor just, little kid. And and, and and they sit there and and they, they call to this little kid in the crowd. The kid looks petrified. He is scared. He does not want to go over to the dudes. And they keep on like, come on, little boy. Come on, little boy. Come on over here. And then and Johnny Ace just grabs him right out of the crowd. And then like they give him a Frisbee and he doesn't know what to do with it. So they, he turns around and he kind of like throws it a little bit at, at uh, Shane Douglas. And Shane's like, well, that was okay. And then Shane just turns around and whips it into the crowd. And I was like, what was the point of that? Hmm. Like, is this is this a lesson on how not to get guys over? I appreciate the gesture, the gesture trying to, you know, be oh. liked by the kids. I, I, I appreciate that, but it was just executed horribly. <laughs> but horribly. this one, you wish your gimmick was so over, kids came to you. And the fans, by the way, hate the dudes in Baltimore. Yep. In the Baltimore, yes. They hate them. The skyscrapers came out, and they... They were chanting for Sid. They love Sid Vicious. They and, were chanting for... And he was just looking around in the crowd going, why are you cheering for me? <laughs> Every time Spivey was in the ring, they would boo him and chant for Sid. Yeah. Like they, they chant, we want Sid. And then Sid would get in, the crowd would go nuts, and Sid would do his on his knee and, and just like kind of... Like, is I the master of all? Yeah. I love how Sid, like, no-sold everything, too. <laughs> that was great. Oh, His geez. whole match, like, oh. Uh, but this, but other other than that, this match was not very good. No, no. No. It was a weird uh, match. The skyscrapers looked green. Yeah, they did. They, they looked very green. Uh, the dudes bumped as best as they could with these guys, but they also had to bump in a way that didn't kill them. Because Spivey was trying to do well, that the entire Spivey time. Spivey tried doing his version of the Razor's Edge, and it just looked terrible. Looked terrible. They they tried that uh, double team spot where both dudes Ugh. hit the deck, and then the the skyscrapers are supposed to crash into each other, and and they stopped two steps before <laughs> each other, so they just kind of took walking two steps and just kind of bumped, and it was like really like you guys are three hundred pounds, you can't run into each other. Looked awful. <laughs> Awful. And then the finish. Let's just go right to that because that's bad. <laughs> so Spivey oh my gets Johnny Ace and he gets him up in a powerbomb. And I think Spivey was just like it, like he was sweaty and he just lost control and he dropped him on his head. Yeah. Think just, of, um... and, and like not just a gentle drop. He like threw him on his head. Almost killed the guy to for give, the win. To give visual, think of Brock Lesnar powerbombing Bob Holly. Yeah. When yeah. Bob broke his neck. Yeah. That's exactly how it looked. And I was just like, this is why he's called Dangerous Spivey. His ring work is just brutal. Yeah. And like, Sid, like, kind of was, like, Sid looking at him, and he just like, kind of grabbed him out of the ring. He's like, okay, let's get out of here. What do you got to add to this, Ben? Um, the, <laughs> you got nothing. That, he's got well, nothing. I got two things. Um, I, I did like the double monkey flip. Mm-hmm. That, was, okay. that was pretty That slick. was very fantastic-esque. 
Yes, and uh, but the the hot tag they tried to do it was <laughs> really horrible. Where Johnny Ace jumps over the rope and did um, I, I don't know what it was. I think it was a kick. Um, <laughs> he ta- he toe tapped him. But he he um, takes out Dan Spivey and then he ca- tries to run over to uh, Sid. But the problem is, and actually I kind of commend Sid for doing this. Um, he's coming over to knock off Sid to knock him off the apron, like you know they do in tag team matches. But Sid just kind of bobs and weaves uh, like both punches and makes like zero contact whatsoever. But the thing is, is Johnny Ace like comes straight at him while Sid's looking at him. So I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Sid is actually in the right for doing that. I think because I would do that too. Um, but other than that, yeah, I, yeah, it was just a really weird match. Like, yeah, you know how some pay per views in Toronto. The heels are the good guys, and then the, the faces are the bad guys. Sometimes, yeah, that was kind of how this felt. It's bizarro world. I gave this not very good. No, point two five. Point I two gave five. it a zero. You gave it a zero, but you hate WCW. I know. I understand I'm consistent. Why you when a wrestler's life is put at risk, I give I knock points drastically, and that power bomb. Okay. Okay. No, I'm not I, I, I guess I, I guess I don't fair. care about wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, I find that very fair, actually. Okay. Next match. Betty Bomb. Oh, God. <laughs> this match has one note. Oh, my God. Oh, right. I have a lot of notes for this, but they're not good oh. notes. Uh, the manager's tuxedo match. We got Woo! Paul E. Dangerously versus Jim Cornette. Uh, so we got another tuxedo match because the other epic failures that have happened in the past make me want to watch more. I've never. For sure. I'm glad in 10 years wrestling learned its lesson and said, why are we putting men in stripping matches? Because people were cheering, which is weird. People were cheering to have these guys undressed. I'm like, this is kind of odd. This was awful. What are these tuxedos made of? Because these things tear away. They're like like Cesaro's current tuxedo outfit. (laughs) It just kind of like right off. Whoever made those tuxedos must have made a killing. Um... For, you know, wrestling matches, like porn stars, I like, don't know. Whatever. Anyways, um, um, okay, one thing I noticed. Um, okay. <laughs> ben didn't notice anything. He didn't notice nothing. I think he said this was a very boring The object of the match is to strip, strip your, your guy down. So the more, yes. articles, the more articles you lose, the more disadvantage you're at, right? Mm-hmm. Why is Paulie taking his own tie off... To choke out Jim Cornette. I'm like, okay, aren't you kind of giving Jim Cornette an advantage here by Once doing again, this? Once again, the uh, the no th- no the thought process with the booking made no okay, sense. Okay, well, if you're gonna do that, leave your tie on and tape your wrists and choke them with some tape. You know, and or, keep yourself ahead of the game. Or if you're Paulie dangerously, and <laughs> you go and attack Jim Cornette on his leg. Because you know with a cell phone, with a cell phone, because you know hey, that's hard. That thing. you know that he injured his leg in a Sky Skywalker match two years ago. Maybe you should hit the property. So Paulie is hitting the wrong leg, and you can actually see Cornette grab his hand yep. and bring it to the right <laughs> leg. <laughs> can I just make one quick fair point to this whole match? What? In- Let me make this one point because I think this whole point will actually. Truly, show this match and why I hated it from getting the end. Is it These two do, hate no. each other. I don't know that they Dramat- hate each other dramatically. Yet. Like they hate. No, yes. no, they hate each other. They've been building this for oh, so the story long. Line. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah They've yeah, been building yeah. storyline for so long. And how did they end it? I want to strip you naked. <laughs> I'm sorry. If I hate you, 
the, the last thing in my mind is to strip you naked. The first thing in my mind is to destroy you. I want to light you on fire personally Jesse, if I hate you. I've been fighting with you for seven months. I want to strip you down to your underwear. That's to right. To show how much I hate you. To show, to show this you. Is, that's the exact reason I hate this match from the get-go. And, and it was also a very boring match. The crowd loved it. So the crowd good, at this point. Good, good on them. I don't know. So they like this match and Sid is like Superman to them. I'm going, yeah. what is wrong with this crowd? Um, uh, do you guys got anything else yes, to add? Yes, I have one more thing okay. to add to this. Okay. Okay, the powder spot. Okay, this is Hogan and Warrior 2. <laughs> no, this is actually far worse. I know, but... Um, okay, so... Um... Paul Haim, or Paulie Dangerously has this big friggin' thing of powder in his tuxedo. I'm like, okay, I don't know where you got that from, but okay. So he fills his hand, like it's just dripping off the side. And what does he do? He sticks his hand out, walking towards Jim Cornette as if to say, hey, would you like some sugar for your coffee? Or, you know, it's like, hey, look what I found. Hey, check it out. And then, boom, gets it kicked in his face. He's like, oh, God. Like. <laughs> Why? Why? This whole match was frustrating. Uh, I'm just gonna tell you the finish. Uh, Cornette, I'm done. Cornette strips Paul Heyman and he takes off in his in his tidy whities. Yep. So we went to see the backside of him running too. Zero. Yeah, zero. 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 This match. Zero. Let's go to the next match. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm not. Okay, this doesn't make me want to cringe now so much. Um, next match is the Varsity Club: Kevin Sullivan and Mike Rotunda versus the Steiner Brothers, making their de- official debut, debut on with Missy Hyatt as their Hyatt. Uh, yes. as their manager with with uh, their dog. Oh, yes, and then and then Rick goes to have the dog to Missy, and she just walks away. Yeah. So, the, yeah. like, one of the attendants has to take the dog to the back. She's like, I'm not touching that. Nope. That was pretty funny. I don't really have much notes in this match because it didn't really. It was a Texas tornado. It was a Texas yeah. tornado match. Yeah. Uh, what confused me was right at the beginning. There's a bell, and then uh, I think it's um, Rick Steiner and Kevin Sullivan are brawling outside, and Rick Steiner picks up a chair and wallops him. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like that's kind of blatant. Um, uh, and the ref was right there. I'm like, is that a is that not a DQ? Hey, ref, um, <laughs> I'm guessing Texas tornado matches are no like DQ? extreme rules, basically. That was a nasty lariat that uh, Rotunda. Did. <clears throat> yes, Those lariats are beautiful. Well, I love. I know, especially I when he that. jumps like the Roman Reigns, but he actually yeah. makes it look good. Yes. Yeah, ref has zero control in this yeah, match. Yeah, I just wrote. I just wrote nothing really to really say. It's just a big brawl. It was oh, a big um, brawl, but I thought it was okay. I, it was decent. I liked it. Um, I think Sullivan forgets how to sell a clothesline in this match, where he gets clothesline, but he just leans into the wrestler. Yeah, I was like, um, "We're not going to wrestle." You go backwards, Kevin. <laughs> he thought he was going to go for a rest hold or something. Well, I don't know, but it's like, you know, no, Kevin, you go backwards when you're hit, not forwards. And uh, why didn't watch... somebody clean the powder up? <laughs> was that driving you mental? Yes, that kind of was. It's like, okay, just get a broom. Like two minutes. There's, wow. a, there's a break in between the matches. Like, there's always a monitor. You're talking group. about the safety of the wrestlers and all this. Yep. There's a big thing of powder in the freaking corner of. The I didn't even see. Get it. a broom. Okay. I didn't even see it. <laughs> and okay. clean the damn powder up. Or baking soda. If whatever Solomon it is. wants to learn how to bump, he should watch Lex Luger sell a reversal of the DDT. <laughs> That's, that's right. You take that or back. Jim, or, Jim, or, Jim, or Jimmy Powers <laughs> uh, selling a kick yeah. to the... Uh, his own kick. <laughs> his own kick. <laughs> his own kick to... Uh, so, any, okay, so that's all I got. So the finish to this, 
Uh, Scott Steiner hits a top rope crossbody while Kevin Sullivan was holding Rick in a, uh, I don't know, like a carry, I guess? Like ready for a sidebreaker type thing? Sure. And he hits a crossbody, so they both pin Kevin Sullivan for the win. Yep. So, I thought this was an okay match. I gave it, uh, .5. Oh my god. Really? I gave it a .25. I gave it .25. I thought it was good for what it was. Like, like, I thought it was okay. Like, it was a brawl. And it, and it worked. I thought it was okay. Hey, yeah, strong. Also, I, I might have been like like thinking, I'm like, well, it wasn't nearly as bad as that crack <laughs> fest from before. No, no. All right, so let's I go. I think anything is better than that crack fest. Now this, before. we're getting into the last four oh, okay. matches here. And in my opinion. This is where it picks up. This is where it picks up. Yes. This is where all the points come in. Yep. Go on, Ben. All tell right. us. For the next match is for the WCW television title. It is the Great Muda versus Sting. And as soon as they announced this match, I got a little giddy. Not gonna, not gonna lie, because I was a big, I'm a, still a big fan of both of them. But I was a very big Sting fan growing up, and I like Muda too. Um, great start, I thought. I think we all should speak with that that Stinger splash from the get the, the get go. Right when he yeah. okay, so Muda plays a game with him. So Muda's in ring one, the mm-hmm. one on the left. Sting comes in, and Muda just goes into ring two. He's like, no, 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 if you're going to fight me, you're going to fight me in this ring. So Sting gets kind of like, he goes to the crowd, he panders a little bit, and then he runs and jumps clean over both ropes. Yep. And great hits start. him with a stinger splash. And I was and just I like, was like, I'm in. Whoa. I am in. Whoa. Great start to the match. These guys have really good chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, Muda's moonsault, I've said it before, pretty, especially when he lands on his feet. Like, holy moly. Yeah. His wow. knees. Yeah. That's all I think about when he lands yeah. is his knees. Yeah. The now, hard-hitting Japanese style. But uh, these guys had great chemistry in this match. The only one thing I saw was uh, there was a spot where Sting sold too early for a kick. Well, otherwise, yeah, otherwise yeah. there was no issues. Otherwise not. I thought it was well done. This is, this is a very good match. It was match. a lot better than Muda's um, first appearance. And like we said in past, past pay-per-views, you give Sting... A proper opponent, yeah, and you see the kind of match he puts well, on. What was yeah. wrong with Iron Sheik or Bill Irwin? Or Bill Irwin, <laughs> you know, holy moly! Yeah, okay, I thought well, it was a good why, match. Was, why wasn't Muda DQ'd when he spit the mist in the ref's face, though? You know, yeah, like he goes to and spit the, the, ref, the ref, like the ref didn't see it. Yeah, but then he didn't see it. But you know what? His well, he didn't have a chance. He, he didn't have a chance to DQ him because he rolled out of the ring, right? Nick Patrick rolled out of the ring. He gets sprayed with the mist and he rolled out. Oh, Nick Patrick looks so young. Yes. Yeah, Holy yes. cow. Yes. Um, so, so, yeah, Nick Patrick gets hit with the mist. And this is like a ref bump that makes sense, which is very rare for WCW. Because, like, it worked within the framework. It's making sense? A ref bump's not making sense because <laughs> okay. they, they do it all the time. <laughs> Muda was, in every match you've seen him in, spits the mist in the guy's face. That's what he does. So when... He tried to do it to Sting, and Sting had scouted it and moved, and it hit okay. the ref. It made sense. Okay. The ref's like, oh, my eyes, and he rolls to the outside. So that's great. And then to- Tommy Young came in, the other ref, right? Mm-hmm. So who came in? Yeah. So then uh, Sting hit a back suplex, which was quite pretty. Yeah. Uh, and he did the bridge. The ref counts at one, two, three. Sting wins. But <laughs> because because we need a dusty finish in this thing, uh, Nick Patrick came, comes in and says that Muda raised his shoulder at the last second, so Muda wins the title. And then they showed the replay, and Sting had both, he had no, his shoulders were off the mat. So, I don't know. Right now, Muda's the champion. <laughs> uh, I, 
That's the only thing I had a thing with. It, yeah, it the was finish. Anti-cli- it was kind yeah, of anti-climatic. Yeah, the finish was wonky. It I've was anti-climatic. Hear that, I've always heard that, that kind of dusty finish. Well, and the fact that they do like, it so much in WCW is, it's is, just, is just ridiculous. Like second match? <laughs> it's like yeah. brutal. Um, I gave this a... I thought this was a, a good match. I gave it a .75. Wow. I gave it a .5. Man, you hate life. I, it was, it was, it wasn't a great match, it was no, I, it was a decent match, I gave it a point five as well. Jesus, you guys are mean. I think they could have, I, I think they could have done more. Oh, easily. I think they could have done more. If they would have, like, totally kiboshed the first match of that stupid battle royal, and gave, gave every more single time, match yeah. more time, they probably would have had a lot more points. I was actually, I was expecting Dave may have given it, like, a point I six five or yeah, something. Point, I would have given it a little bit extra. Okay, let's go to the third last match. <laughs> All right, we got more more titles <coughs> up for grabs here. We got the United States Championship, which is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus Lex Luger. And surprise, surprise, Luger's heel. He's the big show of the eighties. Yep. He turns <laughs> so much. Now he turned. Now I've been watching Clash Clash Champions on my own just so I know what's going on. He turned on Ricky the Dragon at the Clash of the Champions 7. Why would he do that? He's so nice. Because So Luger was upset. Oh, because really? they ha- because WCW has this top 10 at this time. Ah, yes. That they're, they're rankings, yes. right? Which, yes. which Ric Flair referenced when Funk attacked yes. him, right? okay. So Luger's upset because Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was ranked number one when Luger's the U.S. champion and he should be ranked number one. Mm. Yeah, but Steamboat was also and, uh, recent. That's okay. why Luger was upset. So Funk and Steamboat have a match. Funk gets DQ'd for hitting Steamboat with a microphone. And it was actually pretty good, though. Like, like he swung and just like, pop. It was... Boom. Yeah. It's like Funk doesn't care about wins. He does not at all. He just wants to destroy you. Yeah. Um, and then Luger comes in and chases off Funk when he's about to hit Steamboat with a chair. And then he's like, you know, people think that I'm... That I'm jealous. I'm not jealous. I'm just a competitor. Picks up Steamboat, goes to shake his hand, then clotheslines him. I'm like, well, that lasted long. So now Luger's a heel. He attacks him with a chair. So that's what leads to this match. And I loved how the match opened with pinfalls and just like quick strikes from Steamboat. Yes. Well, the en- Steamboat's entrance is weird. I thought it was interesting. Uh, a he, dragon? he was he had a Komodo dragon with him, but and he was on this long board that yeah, was carried people, by six men. Yeah, like I'm like, is he is he a, is he a king? Like, is he the king he's of the, the Komodo dragons? dragons? Is he the lizard? Lord, is he the lord of the lizards? Like what? But what never mind say? Steamboat's entrance. Did you guys see Luger's entrance? Yes. Okay, so he's on a, a circular pad that, and then is, it breaks. Supposed, and it that breaks. is supposed to rotate and it as, as he poses, <laughs> and then and then it gets about like, like it was about half? Maybe? Not even half. It, was, it only got a quarter way. Not even half. It got a quarter way, and then you can see Luger like, like tries twist, to shift it. It tries to shift to, to turn his body. I wish we were on video here, <laughs> I could show you, because he was trying to twist his body, and... Uh, and he's like, well, I guess that's some of that. And he just walked off. Uh, like, just... To happen to Luger calm. was funny. <laughs> and that the fact it was WCW was even funnier. Oh, it was, I couldn't stop laughing. It's a prelude to uh, what, the narcissist. What, what I didn't like at the start of this was that Luger says he won't fight because it's supposed to be a no oh, DQ yeah, match. No DQ. Oh, right. And he says, if you don't make it a normal match, I'm not going to fight. Well, you kind of give away the finish then. Yep. Do you not, like... Thanks for taking away the suspense, WCW. Like, come on. Yeah. 
So, uh, very solid work from both guys, though. Um, yep. This is probably... I think it's one of Luger's best. I think this is yep. Luger's best match I've seen Besides so with Flair. I like Sur- this one better. Sur- surprise, surprise. His best matches have been with Steamboat and Flair. Yeah. I like this one better than the one he had with Flair. <clears throat> really? Yeah. I, I thought the ones with Flair got kind of repetitive in a lot of spots they were doing. Luger, Luger was looking good. That's because Steamboat was Steamboat was, was bumping no. for him. He was chopping him. He was making him look good. And then Luger had to go botch it. <laughs> with the dumbest axe handle to, to Ricky Steamboat's back. So Ricky Steamboat's lying with his belly on the mat. And Luger goes to do like a like a dropping, like a dropping d- yeah. double axe handle, and he kind of like hops and does like a half splash, half axe handle thing. Yeah. yeah. What? What are you doing? Why not just kick him? Just kick him. It looks better, Luger. God. <laughs> oh. I didn't see the. Um... Oh, I guess uh, no, no. Well, okay. I'll just say the crowd reaction was really into this and really, really good. Yep. Um, I was going to say my next note, but that actually has something to do with the finish. finish. So Got if you, Don't pull a Dave. Don't make a you want to say uh, more I, things... I, I do. Um, I think the reason we had the ability to look good in this match is because Ricky didn't give him time to blow up. It was so quick. Yep. It yep. was arm drag, arm drag, rest yep. hold. Like he just, he, he, I think he knew that if he gives a couple seconds between each transition, Luger would be like... They'll start to show. Yep. So I think like Ricky called this match so good. Yep. His chops are crazy too, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. His, his chops are. I kind of like how Luger was like selling everything too, where he was just kind of stunned by yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah. It kind of yeah. made him look strong. Well, they sounded so oh, like he was literally hitting a brick wall mm-hmm. every time he hit the chop. Yeah. So we're ready for the finish. Yeah, we're ready. For so the Luger goes and gets a chair. This was, so and then I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, well, okay, this is the finish I was expecting because obviously he doesn't want to fight in an ODQ. So then Ricky knocks him down and he goes to set him up to do the, the slingshot and Luger just holds the chair <laughs> over his face. Doesn't drop it. Doesn't drop it. And like, I, the spot they did was fine, but it was it's creative. Like, it was creative, but it made Luger look dumb because he had to hold the chair to his face. It's like, if you were in a real fight, you wouldn't yeah, hold looked, the chair looked, to your face, dumb. you know? Yeah, he looked dumb. And, and that's just, they, they should have done something else. And then Ricky just grabs the chair and starts walloping him. Which yeah. I didn't expect. He lost like, oh, a lot of points kinda, there. And I'm just like, Ricky, you had him, and you lost your cool? This is how they booked the finish? Are you <laughs> kidding me? That Ricky loses his cool? No, no, no. Yeah. They should have had, had Luger be the one to hit him. And that's how he keeps his belt because he's the dastardly And then heel. have Ricky Not attack the, him after the match. Yes, yes, with the chair. Yep. Not have the face lose his cool. Like that, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't agree with that. It, yeah, I gave it a point five because of that. I wasn't giving it a point seven five, But then the well, finish okay. just I still it. gave it a point seven five. I also gave it a point seven five. Why am I even here, guys? I'm a Debbie Downer. Why am I even here? I, I don't think no, you're you more be here. You're I'm not Debbie. I'm, uh, uh, a I'm Debbie Downer. Downer. I, I'm I don't Davey think Downer. you should be here for the WCW events. You, you just hate them. <laughs> All right, let's go to the semi-main event, Benny Bob. All right, well, I'm going to go take a break after you introduce all the people in the match. Yeah. yeah Holy cow. Uh, we got the War Games. <laughs> we got the double-caged War Games match, which has a... God, I love this. A five, and it's the a rules, five too. And a, half, a five and a half a foot high cage, by the way. Okay, so... <laughs> so, okay, I, I can actually... 
explain the rules here because yep. I'm actually a very big War Games guy. I've watched a lot of them. So the first two combatants enter the ring and they have a five-minute survival period, as they say. And then, this, and then the third person enters the ring. It's usually the heel. Spoiler alert. And they have um, every two minutes after that, they have all the entrants enter. And then they have said that that's actually when the match begins. Once when all, all once ten, all, yeah, once all ten are in. So I'm going. How does that make sense? Well, because it's survival, it's war. Yeah, but that's like saying that a baseball game doesn't start until every buddy on the lineup has been the what, bat what, at least. What they're once. saying is if a guy if a guy submits in the in the two on one period, they're not even going to count it. He has to stay in there. They're not. They're not counting a fall until until all ten are in. I'm sorry, but the match starts when there's two people in the ring, and then it just grows from that. That's when well, the match fair. does start. When the bell rings, I usually consider the match start. All right, and the bell does ring when the two actually. Are can in you there. Uh, can you tell us the participants in this yes. war games oh, okay. match? Yes. <laughs> it is the fabulous Freebirds, which is consisted of my uh, Michael P. S. Hayes, um, Jimmy Garvin, is it uh, Terry Michael Hayes. Where's the Michael PSAs? They change it. Okay. Every single time. Uh, okay. And so Jimmy Garvin, Michael gorgeous. Hayes, and uh, gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. Excuse me. No, no, they Terry... say he's not gorgeous anymore. No, he's not gorgeous. <laughs> they do say that in, in the pay-per-view. They say he's not gorgeous. So just so you guys know, we, we contradict ourselves a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, if Dave would listen. Okay, so and Terry Gordy, yes. We're going to start this again. It's Michael P.S. Hayes. <laughs> That's right. Jimmy Garvin. Thank you. Terry Bam Bam Gordy. Okay. And the Samoan SWAT team. And they are taking with, on... With Paul Dangerously, who looks no worse for wear. Because nope. that tuxedo match did not take anything out no. of him. No, he okay. looked the exact same, pretty much. Okay. And they are taking on the Midnight Express of Sweet Stan Lane and Beautiful Bobby. Beautiful Bobby Eaton, sorry. Uh, Dr. Death Steve Williams. And the Road Warriors. Now, with um, Jim Cornette, with Jim not Cornette. looking any worse for wear. Or, with Jim Cornette, and well, at least Jim Cornette looks like he went in the back and took a shower, and you know, <laughs> at least got himself back up again. When you're watching Class of Champions, or did it explain when Doctor Death became a face? Oh, um, yes, uh, I Kev, was a little confused by that. Myself. Kevin Sullivan was frustrated with his lack of progress. As Kevin artist. Sullivan was well, was so, Mister. So, I so he, forward into a clothesline. Yes, so he 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 <laughs> sicked. Uh, Terry Gordy on him, and to kick him out of the uh, Varsity Club. So that, gotcha. so that's the rivalry, right? The Freebirds are rivaling. The Freebirds are rivaling with Midnight Express. The Road Warriors are are rivaling with Samoan SWAT team, and Terry Gordy's rivaling with Steve Williams. So I like that. It's like everybody's yeah. got a rival in this match. So they actually want to go out and beat the crap yeah, out I like of each that other. Too. This is also the first War Games match on a pay per view. Yes, they've had War Games matches in the past, but they were all on house shows. Hmm. So now this, with with I got excited with this match because I'd never seen one. Okay. Prior to this, and also with NXT having War Games next month. Yes. Yep. So I'm like, I can't wait to see this just to see what's going to happen next month. And another add-on to to the rules that Ben was saying: uh, once all ten are in, there are no pinfalls. The submission. only way it's it's submission or quit. Like a guy has to quit which is or submission or, to me too. Which yeah, is, what's submit. the difference? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Surrender or submission? That's is what, what they Jim, say. That's what Jim Ross said. <laughs> well, what's the difference? I don't know. What's the difference between a no holds barred match? I and a surrender. Match? I give up. Like, what's nobody knows? I quit. Is an I quit surrender or submission match? It's Anyways. not an I quit match. Can't say I quit, but I quit. So you Anyways. surrender? No, I submit. <laughs> we well, have to surrender. No, but I submit. Well, I surrender. No, you have to submit. 
Okay, you know? we're, we're going to move on. Anyway. Uh, Bobby Eaton and Jimmy Garvin are the ones to start in the five-minute period. And that is some vibrant hair Jimmy's got going yes. on in there. What I didn't like about the start, they locked up to begin it. <laughs> like, like this is goes back to Dave. Like, you're having this yeah. war. You put it in a cage. Like, like you, you're kind of, like, like upping the ante here. You're yeah, in a so cage. It's so wrestling, though. I, it's you, so wrestling. I know, but you don't need it in the cage. Go start ah, throwing haymakers uh, at each other. I, I'm, le- I'm going to let that go. I, okay, I, fair I, enough. That, yeah. It's uh, wrestling. Come on. So do you guys want me to run down the order of who comes in here? Because um, I did write that down. You did? I did. Oh, okay. Because so, oh, okay. uh, uh, Ben put the cart before the horse. Terry Gordy comes in third because the heel. You know, so they get the two-on-one. And then it was Steve Williams. And then who Seth. does a press... Who does this yes. thing on the gory like five times? Yes. Eight, eight, eight times. times. He gorilla presses going, him into the top of the cage. And that was so... Like, that that was crazy jaw, my jaw, My jaw dropped wow. when I watched that. Wow. That um, is a strong man right there. And then Samu comes in. And then Animal. And then Fatu. And then Stan Lane. Then Michael Hayes, who just before said he didn't want to go in. They cut to him talking to Polly dangerously. I go, I don't want to go in. Paul's like, you have to go in. That was pretty good. I like and then, when uh, Paul, or sorry, uh, Michael was about to drop an F bomb. Yeah. Yeah. When he was trash talking, he's like, you're nothing but a punk. You're a punk. <laughs> you're scum. Yeah, it's like scum. You're scum. Uh, and then Hawk came he in last. He tried to pull his hair too. That was hilarious. And Hawk had the hugest pop of the night. And he did a. Uh, uh, top rope close diving clothesline to uh, the Samoan SWAT team, and it looked pretty. Yeah, it was a double close. Well, also, Animal yeah. uh, did like a slingshot over the ropes yes. too, and that, yes. that guy's two hundred ninety pounds. Don't forget too. Every so, time I mean, they jumped, I was like, "Man, look at how low that cage is! You yep. guys are gonna kill each other." Well, at one point they were gonna go for the Doomsday Device. Yeah, yeah. and they're yeah, like, yeah, "Oh yeah, wait yeah. a minute, this yeah. is <laughs> oh wait, this is gonna this work. could be a botch." Yeah, uh, I. I liked this match. Oh, I thought it was great. Uh, it was a great way to to. I don't like they. They haven't really. I don't think they've ended it really. But they. It was a nice way to hmm. extend the rivalry, yeah. and it was it was uh, hard hitting. Just just a brawl. Yeah, and it worked. Well, that's what the War Games is. It's a fight. It's it's Bob Cottle and Jr. said it best. It's a demolition derby. Like this is nothing. This is nothing pretty. Yeah, this isn't uh, this isn't Flair. Let's start with a with a lockup. I just I just don't like how low the cage is. I don't understand why they made it so low. Like you couldn't make it like three feet higher. (laughs) Okay, uh, one thing I do want to mention though. um, After all ten have entered, Hawk puts Jimmy Garvin in that like neck hold hangman neck breaker. Yeah. And then the ref comes into the ring. I'm like, well, okay, hold on. The ref should have already been in the ring if all ten are in the ring and the match has started. Silly, silly Tommy Young. What are you doing? So, I, I don't know. I was just kind of like, ah, come on. That's, and I kinda, that's garbage right when there. When I was watching the match. But that hanging, so that, that's the finish. Hawk oh, su- submits Garvin. <laughs> uh, in the hanging, but, that, that. but that hanging neck breaker, that looked brutal. Yeah, did. The way he had him, I was like, "Oh my god!" So what made it? What made me realize that, that was going to be the finish was everyone else that was in the match went to the other ring. Yes, yes. So I'm like, "Wait a minute!" So your partner is in a brutal submission, and you just walk away because so that's when I knew they got to go. Coming. They got to go. We fight. can't give up. He's going to surrender. <laughs> oh jeez, he might um, quit. So after the match, he can't he, be surrendered. The yeah. faces, the faces leave cheering, and then the heels. 
keep Animal in there and attack him. And keep yeah, where are calls. you going, Animal? Yeah, so that was interesting. They beat the crap out of him until Hawk comes in and the crowd pops again. Now, how did that cage door open? Because it didn't show, like, if he pulled it. Because it showed him struggling. And all of a sudden, it, like, showed uh, Stan Lane climbing to the top. And I don't like, understand why back. he was... I don't understand why he was climbing to the top. Well, it, it was Jim Ross like, there's no trap door. Yeah, there, <laughs> like, it was an enclosed cage. Like, what are you trying to do, Stan? But he was able to pry it up a little bit. Yeah, I guess. But then all of a sudden, it pans back to the door. And within seconds, it's opened. And if you look, Hawk was, like, far from the door at the time. So I'm like, who opened it? I don't know. There was maybe the three ref. heels holding it. Yeah, maybe maybe Tommy Young was strong. <laughs> uh, unlike the first match on this card, where it w- it showed what a bad gimmick match is, this was a great gimmick. Yeah, I loved it. Like yes, I can't wait good. till NXT's War Games. This 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 is this was great, and I know they do it later with different incarnations. Like they had the NWO Four Horsemen one. Like this makes sense. This yeah. is this is good stuff. Like this yeah. is one of those WCW inventions that was a very very good idea. Yes. So now we're on to the main event. What did you guys give it? We're on scores. What? What would you guys give it? Oh, I thought I did. 0.75. 0.75 as well. 0.75. There we go. There we go. So let's go. jerk all the time. Yeah, for one match. (laughs) Jerk. All right, which brings us to our main event, which is Terry Funk versus Ric Flair for the WCW Championship. I love how insane Terry Funk is. He was so... amazing. (laughs) Yeah. He was loony. Yeah. Like, he was I just loved like, it. His Every mannerisms were just intense. Like, there was one part where he was out of the ring, and he tries to reach for the for the ref's legs. Yes. I'm like, what is this guy? I'm like, he, he plays this character so he, well. He plays the middle-aged and crazy so well. I also loved, which they should have done in the War Games match, Flair just went after him. Yep. This guy yep. almost ended his career. I'm coming after you. Yep. I this am is coming how you after start, you. This is how you start... Or do and, you pay off for yes. like, a heated rivalry? And they they brawled like crazy. I really like, I like it. it's like it's killed to be killed. And the color made sense. I love it. It wasn't color. blading just for the sake of blading. Mm-hmm. It made sense with them smashing their heads into stuff. Like it or, or uh, Flair gets it from getting hit with a with a cattle yep. iron or a branding iron or whatever. And then uh, Terry Funk also gets it because he get, goes into the cattle iron again and then gets smashed into the outside post but I liked like you guys said Terry Funk being crazy yeah, he's just batty right right at the beginning he gets out of the ring and he gets mad so he climbs over the barricade and he tries to take it apart yep. he just starts like shaking it it's coming apart and I'm just like what and everyone, everyone in the front rows is just sitting yeah. there looking at him and like, there's one guy don't, please don't turn and look there's at me. one guy that stood up to talk smack and Terry turned around the guy sat down he's like oh man <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the skinniest I've ever seen Terry. He's like, actually he was, pretty good shape. He, he was skinny, but he like muscle definition. Yeah. I was like, whoa, I'm he's so used shape. to the Well, this was 1989. Like when I say, he's in Hollywood When too. I say old school Terry, I mean like early 90s. Yeah, early because, 90s or even like around his fourth retirement of his 17. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> I, I really like this match. I love these these two guys beat the crap out of each other. Uh, their pile drivers looked... Flair's pile drivers were, were not good. Were not good. Uh, Fugs were, were good. Um, then he tries to get him to to do it on the concrete and and uh, even when Flair reverses when he goes for the pile driver on the concrete and the way Funk sold it was hilarious. <laughs> he just like kind of convulsed for a second. Yep. And, you know, like that was that was pretty funny. I love when Flair hit the first pile driver and he hits the second pile driver 
and Terry Funk starts doing the Devon Dudley selling. Yes. Yeah. And then Flair drops the two <laughs> knees in the back. I'm like, that's vicious. Yeah. And then I love how Flair then went into the neck wrench. Yes. And, and Terry was selling like my neck. I'm like, yeah. this is so good. Yes. And then, um, did you, I, I can't remember how, I don't know how to explain the spot, but they're both on the outside of the apron. And I think Flair was trying to suplex him out yeah. of oh, the it ring looked, it or looked out like to the floor. It looked like he slipped. And someone slipped and they both just fell. Yes. And I was like, oh, so that Flair, was dangerous. Flair tried to suplex Funk out. Yeah. And I think he just lost his footing. Yeah, he did. And they both just came tumbling down. And I was like, oh my it, God. It looked like a botch, but at the same time, it, it looked like it fit. It, it, was, it was a botch, but it fit within the concept yeah, of the match. Because craziness. they're just brawling. They're just brawling like crazy. I loved it. Um... Uh, Terry, uh, what, do you, what else you got to add to this? Uh, Terry um, Funk was middle-aged and crazy in this. It was awesome. This wasn't a typical Ric Flair match either. Like the, He wasn't uh, wooing as much as he usually does. No, he wasn't. Does. He wasn't. And, I mean, this was... Like, Flair, he was the face. Flair had to, Flair Flair had to fight Terry Funk's kind of style of match, which I thought gave Flair another, like, wrinkle kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it... Actually, a very good match where I can compare this to just the style and just the way the match went. It's it reminded me so much of Mick Foley and Shawn Michaels in a lot of ways. Yeah, you know yeah, because where, Shawn where Michaels you, had to fight Mick Foley style of match. Yeah, and it, it gives it, it gives took you, him out of his comfort zone, and it gives another dimension, and yeah. you, and you don't get the same old match. Yeah, exactly. You I, know, it, this, it just, this it reminded me of that so much. This is not a criticism of Ric Flair, but all wrestlers have a style, yeah. uh, a routine. setup, a routine. Uh, Bret Hart has his backbreaker, his uh, second rope elbow, Russian leg sweep, leading into the sharpshooter type great. thing. Right? Uh, Flair's got his uh, Flair's got his his flip over the rope, run to the. The opposite turnbuckle, get up, take the bump, you know, like, and it all works. Warrior but, runs, presses, warrior runs, splash, presses, that's it. botches, and he growls. Yeah, shakes uh, the ropes. Hogan hits a boot, hits a punch, leg drop, you know, puts his hand to his ear. And Savage does about what I like, six or seven dozen other moves. What, I, but even Savage, like he's, he's got, Savage he's got his, his setup, his, his jump over the ropes. It's oh, like his jumping on. hot shot, your, your trademark um, move, so to speak. Everyone, but has in them. this match, because Funk is nuts. <laughs> you didn't get that and it made it better yeah it did like the only thing that I didn't like about this match and I, I don't like about most Terry's matches I hate the spinning uh, the spinning, spinning to hold because when he does the first revolution he has to take time to set up for the second yeah and it just looks so bad because it's like in that duration of time your opponent could like reverse into a roll up pin yeah so that's the only thing I, I don't like about Flair's or uh, Funk's moveset is the spinning to hold so he goes to Spinning to hold. Yep. Uh, like, oh. Flair reverses it just like Dave right. Said. It goes through the figure four. Then, then Funk reverses the figure four into a small package. But then Flair reverses that small package into his own small package. One, two, fle- one, two, three. Uh, Flair wins the title or retains the title. Very good match. <laughs> what are you, Kalisto? Yeah, butch, 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 butch. <laughs> you saw that promo? Yeah. Um, when I come out of TLC, I'll be the new champ. And it's like you are the champ. <laughs> Um, and then right after the match, Great Muda comes flying in. Yep. Sprays mist and that Flair's face. That was Funk's plan. That didn't work. Yeah. And <laughs> just starts attacking Flair. And I'm like, oh, okay. 
This, Sting. Sting. This is how WCW sets up rivalries yeah. now. As soon as you win a match, you get attacked by the next guy. Because that's what happened to the last pay-per-view. And then Sting comes out to help him, and the crowd goes bonkers. Well, they were chanting Sting. Were they chanting Sting? They were chanting for Sting. Yeah, they were. So Sting, he comes Sting, out, Sting. and they keep on brawling. And at one point, they, they get both guys out of the ring. Funk and Muda. And Funk grabs a chair and whips it into the ring and hits Flair in the hand. And Flair's like, you could tell he's pissed. So he runs out of the ring out the fuck again. And I don't think that was meant. I think it was supposed to end. Like, when they got out, that was supposed to be the end. Like, the, the face is standing tall in the ring. But Funk is crazy. And he's throwing chairs, hitting people where he's not supposed to. And they brought all the way up the entranceway. And they did not stop. For real. Like, yeah. it went on for like six minutes. That was actually, I thought it was kind of cool. It was awesome. Yeah. And then they go to do an interview with Jim Ross, and then Muda attacks them again during the interview. <laughs> I'm not through with you yet. <laughs> no, I liked it. I liked and it. they just keep on fighting. And I'm just like, oh my god, this is insane. It kind of reminds you of, of Pete Griffin versus the chicken. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, it was great. And then and then Flair cuts his promo, and, and then Sting tries to walk away. And he's like, get back here, Sting. And they both come and woo. And then they take off. Good fin like I thought this that was good. Was great. That was good. Um, the match itself, I gave a point seven five. Yeah, I, I thought it was. I, I thought it was a good match. It wasn't great, but it was a good match or very good, however you want to put it. So, yeah, I just I really like Terry Funk in this match. Yes, it was. It was the unpredictability of him throwing chairs. I, thought, and stuff. I think he actually for this pay per view. I think he actually stole the show. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. Could I still be. love that spot where he went to go grab the ref out of nowhere underneath the yeah. ropes. Like, yeah. I was like, what are you doing? All right. So, Whew. let's give it out of 10. Benny Bomb, you go first. I gave it 4.25 out of 10. So, that's pretty close to an okay pay-per-view. Yeah. That's yep. kind of how you felt. Dave. I gave the, it. The hater of a WCW. What, do you, what did you give it? Davey Downer. 3.75 because Dave's a hater. <laughs> I gave it 4.75. I'm not much better, but I thought it was pretty. I thought it was an okay pay per view. The first five matches, not good, no. on on the whole, but the last four saved it. Yeah. And lo and behold, when you end the pay per view with the world title match, it almost feels better, right? And and correct me if I'm wrong, but in the Flair and uh, Funk match, they actually stayed in one ring. Yes, they did. That yeah. was interesting. Yeah, but they brawled a lot outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they're, they're like, let's go outside. But it was all by the ring they were in. That's it, right. Was this match a no DQ? No, no, the ref no. just let everything go. Oh, yeah. okay, the ref did not like, care. Well, and, and they did the cattle prod shot. Yeah, Gary Hart. And everything Gary, just let it go. Gary Hart was distracting him. Okay, so it made sense. Um, so that has been episode twenty-three. Once again, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Squared Circle Rewind Podcast. Sweet chin music that. Sweet chin music bell, that that bell. notification. Um, Join the super kick party. That's right. Uh, also follow us on Facebook, like or like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. We are also on Instagram, so please check us out there. Um, and tune in on October twenty fifth when we fast forward to our next rewind at WWF SummerSlam nineteen eighty nine. Peace.